Well, what's up, folks? It's another edition. It's a bonus edition of Hitting the High Notes Jazz Talk. And it's I, I am here. You, The voice that you hear is I'm, uh, uh, the voice that you hear every week. I'm, uh, you can find me on the Twitterverse, at Jazz High Notes. That's at Jazz High Notes. And I am here I'm, uh, with a very special guest. Uh, we're doing like a wife swap type, type of thing, I think. Um, uh, he is uh, one of the hosts of the Twos <laughs> and Threes. Um, you all know him as Marcus. I don't know who the hell Marcus is. Uh, I'm just going to call him Mark of the Twos and Threes. What's up, Mark? Hey, who? Um, this is the only kind of wife swap that I've ever been interested in. Interesting. Uh, and Interesting. One, that, one that involves you and, and Logan Cox. And, yeah. <laughs> and maybe even Jared. Uh, yeah. This is awesome, man. I'm so, so happy to be on. It is... Uh, it is as weird of a jazz Monday as we could have. Yeah. And maybe weird's a euphemism, euphemism, but uh, it's nice to hear your voice and yeah. uh, and to be back on this pod. Which is why I, I assume everyone's, everyone's a swinger. So um, uh, I just um, <laughs> so it's weird that um, you're not you're not wife hopping. But we'll get into that into another episode because we have a lot. You know, right now what we're doing. Oh, well, I, what I'm doing on on high notes is. Uh, Trying to do like little mini, like John Oliver type episodes where we kind of focus on on one subject, do little, you know, maybe more episodes, but smaller, smaller um, uh, uh, time limits here. Um, and I, I had talked to you, I, I feel like I talked to you before the Joe Winkle stuff happened. Um, so we'll start off with that. But um, uh, the main topic today, we're, we're, we're going to address like injuries, I guess, and uh, mostly with uh, with Donovan. But um, we'll, we'll get the Joe Winkle stuff out of the way, um, you know, just reported a couple hours before we're recording today um, that, you know, Joe Ingles, uh, and it looked like a, a, an ACL. Like, I'll be honest, like it, I, I've torn yeah. my ACL twice and um, I work in the sports department, as you know, and it happened. And so I, I watched the replay and I went out and told the, the guys who were working on the football games. I was like, Oh, Joe Ingles, I think um, uh, is done for the year. They're like, what happened? I was like, you know, I, was like, I don't want to speculate. Well, I said, I, I'm going to speculate here. I'm not a doctor, but, Looks like he tore his ACL because I mean, it looked like how I how I blew my knee out the first time, just kind of that hyperextension, put your weight down, your knee just pops, you know, and um, yeah, so very sad. Um, uh, Joe's thirty four, um, you know, he was the subject of trade rumors. Um, uh, he was kind of you know people he was kind of up and down year to his standards, I guess. Um, and this is just an, another blow. Like um, uh, we've seen guys talk about this how the short off season caused these guys body bodies, not time. No, I mean, Joe went from Olympics to, you know, basically off season, all that stuff. We've talked about it at, at length and it's, it's a really sad time uh, right now as a jazz fan. Yeah, man, it's, it's brutal. And it's kind of, I don't know. Maybe it's kind of a funny thing that we're going to talk about an, another realm in which we as fans sometimes try to play doctor a little too much after this, but one where we maybe are more qualified than others is knee injuries just because if you've been watching long enough, you've seen enough of these ACL injuries. So like you, and I saw it, it just looked like that. And it was just a bummer. I mean, it, it just, yeah, I like, I don't even know how much to say on it right now, other than that, you know, Joe Ingles is one of my favorite players to have ever cheered for. And this has been a hard year. As you said, he hasn't quite been at the level that we've seen him at. I mean, he was coming off of, arguably his best year in the regular season of his career last year. So I think, you know, people like me were still optimistic that it was in there and that he was playing better. And, and frankly, I thought the last ever since kind of the Lakers game, which was otherwise a dumpster fire game, I, I just thought his movement and activity has been better, even though the shooting has been coming and going. So I was kind of optimistic that 
he was turning a corner, of course, worried that, you know, I mean, for, for me as a fan, worried that he might be involved in a, in a trade coming up. But it just sucks. I've also um, had knee injuries, fortunately not not the ACL, more meniscus stuff. But as, as a 36-year-old person, um, pushing 37, thinking of my friend Joe Ingles as a 34-year-old man <laughs> dealing with this. You know, I mean, it's like, like you said, like playing through the summer, all this stuff. Like, I know if I like go hiking one day and then go running the next day, like my body's off kilter and I'm more susceptible to injury. So I think that's about like magnifying it to a professional elite athlete, like playing, playing in the Olympics and then the NBA season. But all those injuries that are like non-contact, just seeing the knee give out, like Sean Livingston style, obviously not quite that bad, but it just sucks. And uh, it was like the, how, how fast it settled in on all the other players faces and it just looks sad right away. Yeah. And, and so that was a bummer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty big bummer there. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's not, not really much. We were just sending our, um, our thoughts out there, you know, you know, obviously we hope Joe gets better um, sooner than later and we'll see. I mean, a lot of people are speculating that um, it could be career ending, but you know, right now just season ending and you know, we shouldn't speculate any further because who knows, maybe this, you know, maybe, I know, you know, I, this is a weird way to look at it, but we've been talking about how these guys have needed a break, uh, <laughs> even getting COVID for that week that he had. It's like, well, you know, it's, it's a week break, you know, so. Um, you know what? I, that's like a kind of a interesting thought, and it's one I also had, too, and then felt weird about having it. But right. there is at least a world where, like you said, he's been going nonstop with the COVID weird schedule and then the Olympics and then this. I mean, there is a world where, I mean, guys are playing a lot longer now and recovering from this particular injury is a lot easier now than it has been in the past not that it's easy but yeah maybe he has time off maybe he has time to strengthen his body in other ways maybe he comes back and plays again and that's uh that's what i'm pulling sometimes sometimes taking things you know like a sometimes just taking time away from something that you do all the time just rejuvenates you in a different way as well so yeah um and uh you know so if anchor so anchor uh for those who don't know you know uh uh, you record your pilot on Anchor. I record uh, our part on Anchor. Um, they're starting to crack down on music. Like when you said nonstop, I'm like, oh, that'd be a great time for me to throw in Hamilton's nonstop soundtrack below <laughs> us. But um, uh, they're cracking down on that, so I can't do that. Um, but we. Bureaucracy, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, copyright laws. Um, we were talking <laughs> about Donovan here because um, uh, I haven't seen a lot of it, but I know people are talking about it. And so I thought it was kind of weird because uh, Donovan. Uh, has missed seven games, I want to say, um, ever since he got elbowed in the face um, uh, uh, by Russell Westbrook. It was up with a concussion, and I think, I don't know, concussions are still n- almost new, uh, a new injury that um, uh, people aren't quite familiar with, I guess. Um, the reason that I've studied concussions or studied or, like, you know, just followed is because um, uh, there was a WWE wrestler named Chris Nowinski who... He got a few head injuries in the, in a few years um, while he was a pro wrestler, and he started getting concerned. So he started an institute to st- study concussions, and that's sort of where like we got this, all the CTE information now about the NFL and pro wrestling. And that only started like in the early two thousands. So you know, this is research that's only been been done for you know twenty ish years, or been heavily studied for twenty ish years. Um, and so I, I guess there are some people out there who are frustrated that Donovan Mitchell um, uh, uh, has been out for as long as he has. 
And it's one of these weird things. So I, you know, I put out there a bunch of times that like, hey guys, brain injuries are, are different. I, I mean, and maybe just injuries are all different. Like we can't just put, put everybody into like, oh, this is this, you know, a Liz Frank injury or, you know, a, a sprained ankle or whatever, because sometimes, you know, people's bodies heal at different rates. And I think we forget that a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, it's been a funny thing to watch people uh, talk about on Twitter and, and it's been all over the map. I guess maybe I'm in the, in the bad rabbit holes on this and, and you've been avoiding it more, but uh, like yesterday I saw somebody be like, it's over a month now. And then I was like, what, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> I was just looking it up. It was it happened in the Lakers game. Um, I think to right before the end of the ha- half, but that, that was two weeks ago today. So I think it's, we're a little bit weirdly conditioned because we're used to this coming up and being reported in football more where you play once a week. Right. And so it's often you miss a game or maybe you miss two games. And here we're like, I've been watching for all this time. The jazz have had a slew of games in this short amount of time and they've all sucked and they keep losing. (laughs) And so, and, and he's been questionable the last few. And I do think one thing that kind of threw some people off is the reporting two games ago was like, well, he's through the concussion part, but he's back in the conditioning conditioning part. And I don't know what that means. And I don't know, like, you know, I just think it's, it, it is funny where people speculate on this stuff and, and ask him to sort of gut through it. And like, I don't know I think you said it really well um, on Twitter and here on the top, which is just head injury. You don't want to mess around with head injuries. Like we don't know a lot about this yet. And, and with any injuries, you want to be careful. And once again, I, I mean, the theme of this season was always like, don't overemphasize the regular season and sacrifice playoff success for short-term regular season success. And that's a lot easier to say before the season starts and a lot harder to say when you've lost 11 of 13 games, I guess. Um, but the Jazz are still fourth. He's the face of the franchise. And I think you got to be super careful with this stuff. Um, A, from his health and, uh, you know, safety as the number one thing. And B, from making sure he feels comfortable at this that this franchise, that that's what we value. Or, like, well, we, that's what they value, you know, <laughs> in trying yeah. to keep him along. Um, you know, sooner or later, hopefully Ryan uh, Smith will listen to my, my tweets or read my tweets and, and I, it will be the royal we. But up until now, you know, it's them. But I, I just think the message needs to be to Donovan, like, hey, man, w- we care about your health. We care about the long term here. You're part of the long term. And it just so happened, though, that this is all happening while Rick Buecher decides to do his, you yeah. know, every right. five years dumb Utah <laughs> jazz rumor or something. So uh, you very eloquently put about, you know, the regular season and, you know, how much we should care about it right now. And, um, yeah, like I, I keep saying head injuries are something we should. I mean, really, like let's take it further, like injuries. You know, we, we talked about Donovan's ankle injury last year. Um, and how that just kind of lingered. Um, and uh, maybe it's just different because, like, when you, you know, we, we've probably all rolled our ankles or sprained an ankle or done something where we're like, okay, yeah, you know, you're going to limp for a few days. But then, you know, after that, you're like, okay, I can do this. But, you know, we also, we're also not playing, you know, against the top 300 people in the world or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, our, uh, our physical well-being <laughs> uh, doesn't depend on us um, being at 100%. You know, like I can go out there and play uh, 75% on, on, on an ankle or whatever because, you know, it probably doesn't matter that much. 
Um, and, and you're not playing every day. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. you're, you're playing like playing once a week. Yeah. I think it, his, the ankle is a tremendous point. And of, of the few notes that I wrote for this, this is one of them is that it seems to be this, like people seem so suspicious of Donovan in our fan base and yeah. we're, we're a spurned lover. I get it. I mean, Gordon Hayward, um, who I normally don't mention his name on our, on the podcast that I host. You can say Gordon Haywood he, here. Yeah. He, he did what he did. Um, and we're all, we're all spurned. You know, it goes back to Ronnie Cycli and Derek Harper and everybody and anybody who's shat upon Utah in the history of the jazz franchise. But we we're ever suspicious of Donovan, but like, I remember last year people having suspicions, like why isn't he back from his ankle injury yet? And like, this is, and like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, let's play this conspiracy theory out. What does Don, what does it benefit Donovan Mitchell to not be playing last year? I would argue, and I think I have a good argument that it cost him a shit ton of money because I think, Oh, and then my dog agrees. Cause he just started freaking out when I said that, <laughs> but, but like Donovan to me was pacing to be an all NBA player last year before missing the last month of the season. If he stayed in, um, at the way he was playing and the Jazz finished with the one seed, I almost guarantee he's at least third team all NBA. I just don't think like Bradley Beal or whoever would have made it over him. And that like seriously affected the bonus that he could get in his max contract at the end of the summer. So like that was dumb. And then we saw like, if anything, Donovan was frustrated that he couldn't go back and play sooner. And there was all the awkwardness with the Jazz training staff about whether he was ready to play in game one of the playoffs and he didn't, and then he came back and he looked awesome, and then he kind of got hurt again. And I guess, like, I would go back to this year, like, what is Donovan gaining from not playing? I mean, I think prior to not playing, he was being talked about as an all-star starter. I mean, he wasn't going to get it because of the fan vote, but, like, smart national media sports writers were talking about this. And I think he's still going to be an all-star, but he's kind of fallen out of that conversation. He was on the fringes of MVP conversation. He's fallen out of that. The team's doing worse. I guess I don't believe that he's trying to force a trade to the New York Knicks in the middle of the season. So I just don't get <laughs> like what his incentive is for, for sitting out. If, if we're doing this, this crazy conspiracy thing, um, yeah. he has not, you know, text me or DM would me anytime. And since, since he's been alive or I have, so I don't know, <laughs> but I just like look reading the tea leaves. That theory doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's and that's those are all good points about. I mean, yeah, again, we're we're all frustrated as fans, um, just trying to figure out like, well, if I was out there, well, and here's the thing, you're not, <laughs> you're not, <laughs> and, and um, uh, you know, like if you and if you were in your that position, then maybe. And we 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 love this idea of like what it was like back in the old days, 25 years ago. Oh, Malone and Stockton, Iron Man did this, did that, um, and what we're really kind of saying at that point is that we. We're, we're really celebrating not listening to doctor's orders. We're not, right. we're, we're celebrating, you know, p- playing through pain. Like we, we think that's really tough, right? Like, Oh, I, you know, someone played through this. We, we did that. And, um, you know, we, now we have 25 years of, um, uh, research and, um, uh, information. And, um, a lot of them, uh, a lot of people, uh, have, uh, uh, I mean, like, and not just, you know, athletes, but medical professionals, like in everyday life is like, Hey, you know what? probably a, a good idea not to go into work sick right like in, in my life i'm uh, uh i so i got covid you know everybody knows that right uh i got covid uh the day i got a false negative test uh on the weekend false yeah false negative and i went to work um uh 
the day he came back from my vacation and my boss, he, he saw me, my manager was like, I was like, he's like, dude, you look really bad. I'm like, oh yeah, but Sundays, you know, it was a Sunday. Sundays are our hardest shows. And I was like, okay, if I don't go in, that's more work for the other guys that are in, in the office. I was like, even I just go in at 50%, right? That's, you know, less work for everybody else. But he saw me first thing. He's like, dude, what's wrong with you? And this was, you know, in the middle of COVID. I'm like, I, I got a negative test. I, I'm, I'm good. He's like, go home. You look awful. So it sent me home. I went and got a different test the next day, tested positive for COVID. So I was like, oh, well, shit, you know? Um, but yeah, we, we're like e- even our regular lives, we have the mentality of we should go to work sick, right? And this is before COVID, you know, like, you know, you flu or cold, like, oh, I'm, it's just a cough, right? You know, I'll, I'll just make sure to cover my, my mouth when I cough or whatever or sneeze. And society considers that acceptable, right? We, we see the horror stories of employers going, oh, you know, oh, you lost somebody. All right, cool. You need like an hour off or whatever to, to be sad or whatever. Like we, we see that corporate America has pushed the idea of, you know, you, you should work while you're sick. Um, and now, you know, in the last maybe 10 years, we're starting to go, you know, you know, you should take a day off for your mental health. You should take time off and use your vacation days. Um, you know, if there's, I, I think in other countries, like they, they're shocked by how many, um, how few vacation days Americans use. Totally. Um, and, and so that, that's sort of the same in the same vein, like, oh, push through the pain, play through the pain. Um, you know, we, we, we celebrate, you know, Michael Jordan's fucking flu game. Um, and, you know, <laughs> and, you know, hangover game, whatever it is, but you know, oh, he played through this pain, but is it a smart thing to do to, to play on a 80%, um, uh, ankle? Like, um, uh, if, if you have a chance to do even more damage, is it smart to play on? Okay. You know, think Don, of Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Don, Don ruined his whole career. Right. Don, Don, I mean, Donna flew out with the team cause they thought that he was close. Uh, yeah. And he, he like his symptoms must be pretty mild if they're allowing him to fly. And I mean, we, I mean, we, we talk about concussions, and you know, I I'm jumping all over the place here, but um, you know, Donovan flew out with the team, so they thought he was close, maybe, but you know, obviously still in concussion protocol. Um, and people were like, oh, yeah, if you never had a concussion, I, I don't think I ever had a concussion, but the symptoms are scary, like memory loss, you know, migraines, headaches. Um, uh, you have a chance of just like passing out. Um, you know, it's just like one of these things like, yeah, like guys, like, again, we're talking about putting somebody who's playing a quote unquote game against the top 300 players in the world. Like you have to be at tip top shape to, to do that on a regular basis. Um, and to, you know, say, oh, you know, your brain injury is, is, um, uh, mild enough that you can play. Um, it's crazy to me. Yeah, dude. Uh, well, a couple of things like. One on that point, I mean, I thought an interesting thing was early in his concussion protocols, I saw people criticizing him on Twitter for not being in the building. It's like, oh, I get it if you can't play, but he should be there. And then I was like, well, if you're really recovering from concussion symptoms, just being in this really fucking loud place with crazy lights and all this stuff <laughs> makes sense and, and sound. Uh, but and then he's been coming to games since, so I, he must be close. But I, I, I just think you make a really interesting point about what this, how this is reflected in current work culture. Cause I think about this all the time because I mean, you know, for your listeners, I am, I'm a, you know, what, besides the, the lifeblood of my activity talking about the jazz on Twitter. And you're the greatest podcast, lawyer. You're the greatest lawyer I, in um, lawyer. Uh, Northern no, California. I'm lawyer, no, I'm a lawyer. And I, I, you know, I started at a law firm in New York city 
that work crazy hours and where like your main measure of performance is the amount of hours you bill. And fortunately I worked at one that, you know, took measures to not assign all your value to that. And I think was as, as a human of a big law law firm as you can work at, which is not superhuman. Um, but <laughs> like, and then I went from living there to, to practicing law. So still busy, but for the same firm in Madrid, Spain, where like, to your point, the culture is completely different. And like, we had friends who were living in Spain for a year because they were in, um, from Sweden and they had a year of parental leave between the two, like for the both of them. And I was just like, my mind was blown and people just treated vacation differently. And, you know, fast forward as years have gone on, I've been trying to move out of, I mean, I working in that kind of environment, but then you read all this data that's like, man, when you're not sleeping enough, you're, you're less productive and it actually costs companies money because, um, you know, tired, overworked workforces make mistakes or understaffed and stuff like that. But then I was in this environment where it's like, no, you're like, we're bragging about you if you worked through the night two days in one week or something like that. And I was just like, this is like messed up to, to the point where now, and I'm in a different environment, still practicing law, but like, I'm trying to break away of habits of like, I feel like I'll be around people when they come back from vacation and they're almost like bragging about how they had to work while they're on vacation. And I'm like, do any of us want that? Like if I manage somebody on a team now, I don't want them to work on vacation and I don't want to, I don't want to do it myself. So why am I bragging about that? And it's like this mindset in our, in our personal lives that we're, we're struggling to shift through and, and it definitely translates into sports. I mean, Malone, stocked and all that thing. So I just think that's a really interesting point that you make. I mean, there's something cool and valiant about doing that, but there's also like, no, man, like think about yourself. You're a person. Um, and think of all, some of the great players that we had. I mean, Malone and Stockton were freaks of nature, but there are plenty of guys, like everybody who played for Tom Thibodeau for 10 years, who are like, oh, your career could have been longer <laughs> if, you, if we didn't run you into the ground, maybe. Um, and I think about that in, in work, too. So anyways, I, I, I just think that's a really uh, interesting point that you're making there. Yeah, I think that's where, like, a lot of us are in. Like, I mean, a lot of us are in that same work mode, like, oh, boy, because I made a joke to Logan uh, on the high notes a few weeks ago about, like, we're talking about flights and like, oh boy, if your flight gets canceled, then you, you know, you might, cause like some of us, you know, that's what we do. We, we book a vacation, but you know, the very next day we're going back to work, right? We don't have a buffer day cause you know, PTO and all this, whatever. Uh, like yeah. I'll do that. Like, like oh crap. I, you know, I, I'm going to book a flight home for Sunday so I can go back to work on, you know, a, a Monday. Right. And, uh, I was like, oh boy, with all these cancellations, it could be, you know, you know, it could, it could be pro problematic. And he was just like, well, guess what? If your flight is canceled, you know, you don't have to go to work, <laughs> you know? And he's you know, you just, and I was like, I guess that's true, you know, but you know, we, we are conditioned to have a guilt about missing work because we're, you know, going to cause pro like when you work in a tight knit group and when you miss a day, it makes it hard for everybody else. Um, and like, look, I mean, if I died tomorrow, my job wouldn't fucking care. They, they go, all right, go pick somebody else off the street, do my job for me. Right. Um, they'd be fine. They, they, the world would move on, but not, not here, not in jazz land. The right. world would stop. Yeah. I, I would make it, make it be so, but <laughs> I get what you're saying though. Right. I mean, we're, we, we can feel like fungible commodities in the workplace, but one thing I have, did you say fungible? Oh. <laughs> yeah. You can swap <laughs> us in and out for, for each other. It sometimes feels like, but one thing I've, I've learned 
lately, just seeing the way the company I work at works is it's really not the case. And I think as humans and employees, we don't think about our, we don't think about our value enough because whatever your job is, it's going to take time and money to find a replacement, to train a replacement. And if you're like a competent person in your thing, you, you have a lot of value. So this is my pitch to all the listeners to go ask for a raise. Um, <laughs> but, but also, yeah, but we, you think about it, it's weird how you're like, sometimes in sports we think, oh no, it's like actually helping the other guys if Donovan's out because it gives them a chance. But I think one thing we've learned like watching the Jazz is maybe not, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, like Rudy being out, like I think all, all our perceptions of Hassan Whiteside which already had changed a lot from before he joined the Jazz till then, like changed a lot again. <laughs> and if he, Rudy had been playing the whole time and Hassan had been playing 12 minutes a game, yeah. we'd probably still be like, man, Hassan Whiteside. The, the, uh, the fickle Jazz fan base here. Great pickup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> um, and, and yeah, we are seeing that with the, with the Jazz. And, um, you know, and, and when you mentioned Hassan, it also triggered like, oh, yeah, Hassan got a concussion and he was out for two games, but he was back. So I guess everybody just assumes no, all concussions are the same, right? Like, oh, it should be two games, but now he's taking seven games that he's not as tough as Hassan, which is which is crazy. Like, just some... It's crazy. Yeah, you know, like, you just have to wait for symptoms to subside. Like, you would not want to work in an environment where... Um, they're like, if you, if, I mean, especially, yeah, especially if you're like, you're dizzy <laughs> or like, you know, bright lights hurt you. Um, like, remember Sidney Crosby uh, in hockey? He had a concussion that took him out for, I want to say, like, two years. Like, one of the best hockey players ever. Um, to that point, and he had a concussion, and he, he could not play the sport. I I, 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 I don't follow any show a lot, but I feel like it was like two years, like he was just out of the sport. Um, yeah, and if you think of like guys who affect, like the guys with ties to the Utah sports market, I mean, I, didn't, didn't, weren't we all around for like Steve Young's last year, being like Steve, just retire, man. We want you to be able to think, like, and talk, like, mm-hmm. in a few years, and and or Austin Collie or something, where it's like his career basically was derailed by concussions. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just so much has changed. I remember playing high school football and like somebody would get a concussion and then they'd have to wear this big dome on their, on their helmet for a while. (laughs) Supposedly, supposedly that made it okay. Yeah. Uh, And it looked ridiculous. And, and I mean, somebody, somebody tweeted out like a clip from the, the Broncos Packers Super Bowl, Terrell Davis, and which, you know, one of the highlights of my childhood, I don't even remember this. Apparently, Terrell Davis got a concussion and then went back in the game like, yeah. later in the game. And they were talking about it in the broadcast. So, yeah. I, I, it's, again, th- it's things have changed so much. Yeah. Just like we have we have way more information now about not just concussions, but long term effects of concussions. Um, and, and like I'm a, like how like people didn't they're like, oh, you're you're standing. You can still go out there. You know, you're a little disjointed that they sent Terrell Davis out there. Right. But um, now we have like, oh, boy, you know. That could take you know years off your life. Um, your quality of life could could be you know mankind is a, 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 I don't know how follow, <laughs> I don't know how well you follow WWE. I, I mentioned a lot, but in 1999, I was showing uh, one of my coworkers the 1999 Royal Rumble, which featured an I Quit match between The Rock and Mankind. And this is a famous match because Mankind takes 25 chair shots, like you know The Rock swinging this chair at his head, just a <laughs> bunch of times. And like Mankai just, you know, ducking his head and taking them because it was good theater. Um, Nuts, man. And it, yeah, like I, I watch now and like I remember watching it, you know, or, or seeing the replays or whatever back when I was younger, you know, when I was, I guess, 15 at the time. And I was like, all right, wow, you know, cool. But now watching it as a 37 year old going, oh my God. And knowing where Mankind is now, 
Like mankind, I'm a, he can barely walk. He has a hard time with memory. You can tell his speech slurred sometimes, and that's because he he took from you know probably ninety eight to two thousand four. He probably had concussion weekly um, because of the of the style of match that he wrestled. And you know yeah. we, we have this information now. We have that information. Like, look what happened to this guy. Uh, and if you watch pro wrestling now, you, you'll be hard pressed to find any uh, like legit pro wrestling company that will do headshots with a chair. They 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 change the way they, they they do those spots now because of of the information that they got. Um, you know, we, we, we talk about you know we talk about like Junior Seau, oh died so young, uh, but these guys put their bodies um, on the line, and yeah, their quality of life, you know, their lives were shortened because they probably played through um, uh, things that caused their bodies to. Um, I mean, you're you said you're thirty. I'm thirty seven. Like I can feel the effects of stuff that I did when I was eighteen. You know. I would get hurt, but back the next day. Now, now I wake up. I'm like, oh boy, you know, if I don't stretch out my back, I'm not gonna be able to walk the whole day. You know, so yeah, for sure. Now you like hurt somewhere new, and you're like, well, I guess I'm just gonna live with this for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's just weird because we are so fickle. Because I remember it felt like there was this concussion moment where it was like Junior Seau, and then Aaron Hernandez, and then. Like the Will Smith movie, which I'll confess, I actually never watched from beginning to end. And that's like the only Will Smith I haven't just because I think it was I was just felt like an apprehension about how it was going to depress me. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, <laughs> that one I actually have seen um, and, and know the words to, to the songs. But um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's true. But then like, you know, enough time passed. And now like football like this was a thing for me because I grew up playing football. Football was kind of my, my, I've always loved basketball and football about the same, but there for a while, maybe football was, was it for me. And then this concussion thing really affected me. Like, I, I mean, my brother played a lot of people in my family played close friends. And I, I was just thinking like, Oh, I can't have my son play football. And now like it has changed quite a bit in the last few years. I mean, they do a lot more to protect your head. I, I mean, when I was like in peewee league, I remember, the whole thing was like, how marked up is your helmet? Like that was like your badge of honor that you were showing to people, um, which is wild. Um, <laughs> but even during the time I played it, it, it evolved. Um, but, but I don't know, it's like, it moves away. And like, when it's not the topic du jour or something like this comes along. And again, it's like, well, is he soft or is he sandbagging? Or, I mean, I don't know if we're all spurned from like Carlos Boozer, just like being hurt forever and yeah. feeling like he should play, but and the one thing with Donovan is I would just be like, I don't understand. Um, total, I mean, I do. I, I Because he's a big market. Like, he's from a big market. He's a big name. He's very marketable. Um, we're afraid to lose him. But just, like, the eagerness to to distrust him. And not going back to the playoffs again last year, there's just been so many times in his career where I thought, like, oh, man, everybody's in on Donovan Mitchell now, right? Like, from his rookie year – I, I talk about this one game all the time, but we actually lost to the Spurs, but he made like four in, insane threes to get us to overtime. And I was so used to losing in San Antonio as a jazz fan. And it was just like, to me, I was like, I'm in on this guy. And then to watch him last year play on one leg clearly and play as well and play as hard. I just like, wow. At that point, weren't we all just like this sucked. The Clippers series sucked, but Donovan Mitchell Hell yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'm in on this dude. He, he put his body on the line and played his, played his heart out. And we're already just a couple of months away being like, 
I don't know. Does he even care? You know, <laughs> the, so weird. You, you mentioned the Gordon Haywood um, uh, PTSD. Um, yeah, we're all just uh, feeling it, and yeah. So I mean, I guess the reason I really wanted to talk about this because I, you know, just I want to put it out there, just like hey, out there, jazz fans, who you know, the ten of you that listen. Like you know, let's let's take let's take a step back. You know, it's it's a rough. I mean, God, if the Jazz were just have won half their games, maybe you know, Jazz fans wouldn't be so far off the cliff right now. But um, you know, the Jazz are in a really rough spot in a really weird year. Um, a, a lot of like hopes and dreams are being shattered right now. Um, but you know, there's the a game against the the Nuggets on Wednesday. Uh, you know, we'll see. You know, I, I can't tell you right now. I thought, you know, I thought, all right, there, there's a good chance that Donovan plays. He, he flew with them. You know, he'll play on one of the games of the road trip. Obviously, again, not a doctor for as many people. You think that I'm a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Um, and, uh, you know, we just got to sit there and, you know, I, I think one thing we don't have as sports fans is patience. Um, you know, I, I'm sure like, let, let's go to the NFL. I, there, there, was a, there was a stretch in the middle of the season where the Bengals had lost a couple games in a row. Um, they looked like they were just gonna, you know, they were they had dropped from like the first in um, uh, the AFC, uh, what are they, North, and you know probably the third or whatever. And you know fans probably gave hope there. And like now look, they're in the Super Bowl. You know, the yeah. Rams got embarrassed by what a team twice in a row. Like Matt Stafford threw four, four or five interceptions. Like oh no, here we go again, Matt Stafford, and they're in the Super Bowl. I mean, just one of the things that. We we might you know I I my prediction is that we're gonna get to the playoffs and we're we're gonna look back to at this stretch of the season and I think we're you know it, that we're like we'll look at our uh, our behavior during that time as silly like oh I was we were so worried and we're here now you know that's that's just my take I guess but I think it's a and I guess it's 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 mine too I like obviously. No, if you've you? listened to our pod, if you've listened to our podcast, twos and threes, a Utah Jazz podcast, uh, latest episode dropped last night. Um, the thesis of that one basically was that, and I've recorded it before last night's game, so I, I will admit that the overall tone of my thesis has probably become more somber <laughs> in the in the last twenty four hours. But it still is that. I mean, I guess like if you look at the, it's just a weird year, and if you look at the standings the nets and the bucks basically have the same record as us and are toiling in the fifth and sixth seed in the east and don't we all kind of think they're the two best teams in the east still and i'm not i guess I, what i think my theory is or thesis is more today and what i actually believe is just everything the jazz have to play for is still out there i mean they're not going to get the one seed but that i don't think was the goal this year um i i would have liked it um just because it's fun in the regular season but but you did think it was very fun. Yeah. But, uh, and it was more fun than this, uh, but like, can they get into the playoffs with a favorable seating? Hell yeah. Like I, if they're not first or second, I really don't see a big difference between third and sixth other than the matchup that they get. And, and who knows how that's going to shake out because there's kind of a cluster of teams and all is still available for them. Now there is like the fear would be, they're just snake bit bad thing happened after bad thing and they lose confidence. And when they come back, they fall back in old habits and it just doesn't get better. Uh, the thing I was feeling before yesterday's game was that I was encouraged that the last several games they played with a better effort defensively. And a lot of the things that they kind of sucked at earlier in the year were kind of a little bit better. And some of that was different guys playing and like house and Pascal 
and other guys trying a little harder on the perimeter, but they were just losing to better teams with less talent. Um, you know, Phoenix, Phoenix, Memphis, Golden State. Um, you know, I guess Houston doesn't fit that bill, but I'm just looking at the last few losses. But that if the, if Rudy and Donovan came back, the guy, that, the two guys they pay all that money to, um, and the other guys stepped up, like you know, they could right the ship and be in a good spot. I still think that can happen. I think it's likely to happen. I don't know if, what that means for how far they'll go in the playoffs, but uh, and if that is the case, like even if they finish the four seed but have a home court in the first round and, or, and win that series and then have a competitive second round series. Like I do think this, this moment now will feel a little silly. Um, but yeah, but who knows, man. And if they, even if that happens, what I just said, which would be a pretty good outcome at this point and they, and they lose in disappointing fashion in the second round, maybe they're blowing stuff up in the off season anyways. But yeah. <laughs> um, I think the roster has a lot of talent. And I think Donovan and Rudy are actually really, really very good. And hopefully they figured out some of the stuff on, on the margins that's been their bugaboo and it, it, it's all there. But I mean, I definitely don't think they'd be in a better position at the end of the season had Donovan Mitchell played the last two games, you know, yeah. for the last three games, like think, uh, to um, the point of this whole podcast, which is like, yeah. And if he doesn't play the next three or whatever, right. I don't care. They're not going to fall. Like if he comes back in the next week or so, I'm reasonably confident that they're going to avoid the plan. And if they avoid the plan, they'll have a winnable first round and then they'll have the same second round they would have had as a third seed. Hmm. You know, I am. Uh, yeah. I just am. I'm hoping, you know, this will change at least one person. I just like, Hey, you know, injuries suck. But we, we just got to kind of get through it and let, and let people kind of heal the way they need to heal. Um, and like, not just freak out about every like little minute detail and just kind of, you know, in, in pro wrestling, there's the, the, uh, the, the pro wrestling Twitter, there's the let it play out crowd, you know, let, let's see how it plays out in, in a few weeks. And, and then, you know, if, if things are still bad in a month, okay, maybe, we, maybe we can start freaking out again. But, um, um, until then, uh, Marcus, Mark, um, uh, thanks man. Um, uh, thanks. I mean, I, I know that you're a busy, busy man. I'm, uh, you know, taking care of, you know, your eight kids. In California, three, oh, three, three kids. kids. I mean, it feels like eight kids sometimes. <laughs> I mean, we've been, we've been trying having to... three kids in California adjusted for regional inflation right, right. is like having eight kids. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I, I've been trying to brook you and Mark on, on podcasts um, uh, for <laughs> for a year now, and so I was like, oh, I got my my daughter's um uh, badminton games tonight, and uh, I got to pick my son up from fencing, and um, I got a big lawsuit against um uh, the Warriors or something. So, um, I'm glad that you're able to, you were able to get on today. Um. To finish out, was the, fun. Yeah, to, it was fun. To finish out the I swap, am... um, uh, we're going yeah, to send right. you Jared, um, uh, for a week. His uh, safe word is uh, Clarkson three point streak. So, um, uh, just remember that. Thank you for bringing it back around to that because while while this this jazz pod swinging community is the closest thing that I've been involved <laughs> with, I have been watching a lot of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City with my family lately. <laughs> so I've been learning about this community that I didn't have as much familiarity with. So. If we need a deep dive pot on that, I at least have opinions um, through that one. Oh yes, I love it. I, you know, yeah, let's talk about swinging. That's it's twenty twenty two. We're all swingers. <laughs> That's the name of the podcast. All right. <laughs> I, all right, man. This has been fun. I am going to go coach a fifth grade girls basketball team tonight, oh, which is go. also in a mid season place like the Jazz. But I still have uh, playoff <laughs> aspirations for it. Um, so. uh, you have um, uh, one of your girls out with concussions. Make her play. Make a play. <laughs> We've, we fight through it. <laughs> All right. That's it, guys. We'll catch you guys next time.